Hello, podcaster peeps. Back with a bang. I'm sorry, it's been a, a couple of weeks. Um, unfortunately, people are busy and um, it's been kind of hard to schedule um, time in and tie people down. And, you know, you're asking people for an hour or two of their lives and it's understandable. So I said when I started this adventure of podcasting that I was going to enjoy it and it was going to be fun and it wasn't going to be something that was going to be like stressful or putting myself under pressure or beating myself up about things. So it's been a couple of weeks, but I'm back to the bang and this one is awesome. So stay tuned. Hello everyone. How are we doing? Welcome to the latest episode of the Hero Podcast. This is a good one. I'm very excited about this. Um, I have the multi-talented um hardworking cool very slashy oh god slashy um blogger then pop star <laughs> i love that you're a pop star editor tech entrepreneur snapchat star author activist and all round lovely person in my kitchen woohoo oh my laura gosh. cunningham is here thank you that's that makes me sound amazing it, I feel right now <laughs> it's like when i was little i really wanted to be a pop star like right. when i was little I didn't actually, then, which is weird. Really? I was quite a shy child. I mean, people find that very hard to believe now. But I was from like a very kind of loud family, and uh, I didn't think I was any good at anything either. <laughs> I didn't think I, I didn't really think I could sing oh because all goodness. of my family are so incredibly talented. Really, we have like a like a virtuoso opera singer. Um, right up as far as my grandfather, he was in like this Dublin men's choir. Um, my aunties are music teachers. And so you were like, I order. can't do this. So. It's like, I'm obviously not a star. That I'm not even a star in my own family. Yeah, so that all came later yeah. on. That's hilarious. Mm. So anyway, so Laura's going to chit-chat through her story of her life and how amazing she is. How I suddenly became this yeah. <laughs> person who obviously thought I was amazing at everything. Slashy, slashy. <laughs> I love it though, because sometimes, every couple of years I get bored and want to do something else. Yeah. And then you went and did it. That's what I just think is proper. So I think it probably, you know, I never really grew up being like I want to be this one thing yeah. and that I suppose that's kind of part downfall part like best thing for me yeah. because you know I never had one specific path in mind I knew I kind of wanted to work in the media at some point during mm-hmm. school I, I decided that so I decided to do broadcasting journalism in Ballyfermot because I made the mistake of doing transition year and became a real like a lazy lazy person so really? I was never getting 600 points I think my even. school was the only school that actually made you do stuff in transition year oh my god like we nothing. were on bus everywhere doing everything but you, I think you kind of lose your once you, you learn what life is like outside academia you go yeah. oh maybe I don't have to do that so I think I only needed to get a B1 in English to get my course that's or something funny, so I just didn't bother doing anything else oh, so it suited me to go into a kind of very practical course as opposed to go and do journalism um, in yeah. Trinity, so um, that was my excuse anyway. And also, and you're Dublin born and bred. I am. Sorry, yeah, I'm back starting. And at the time, yeah, I was born yeah. um, like my family lived in Ranelagh when I was born. But oh, I always say I'm not posh Ranelagh, not real Ranelagh. Like, you know, I lived in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I was in Ballyfermot, my mom actually lived in Drimna at the time, so I was able yeah. to live with her when I went to college. So I was very lucky because I know a lot of people are trying to rent when they're in yeah. college and the whole thing. So I did broadcasting and journalism and took a year out at some point because um, my then boyfriend had. A big job. He was an estate agent, and he had a car and an apartment, and I just wanted to earn money for a year. Yeah. So most people went off to Australia for a year or whatever, but I just wanted to get a job, so I went to work mm. in the bank, like an agent. Oh, hilarious! But they obviously the bank was the job back then. It was though. grand. I was making like because, actual money. And then, uh, what the social scene? I was. Oh my god! Yeah. Was brilliant. I mean, AIB. I was. My friend, and at the time, in, in Donnybrook. Well, Donnybrook. Well, there was a credit Ball card centre was in Donnybrook oh. at the time, so we were in Kylie's the whole time. Sure, I had a grand old life. Had a car. Oh my god, I was living the dream. And actually, they put me working in. HR and human resources because I was mm. obviously mouth almighty back then. 
So I had like a real job. Like I was interviewing people and like training. What age are you? Like 20? Like 19 or something. Oh my god. Yeah, insane. Like I started one week and was, you know, trained in and yeah. brought around the office and, you know, given my training day and everything. And the following week I was doing it. Absolutely peeing my pants with nerves, but Hilarious. I was just like, yeah, I suppose, a bit like yourself, a bit of an actress. I can just, yeah. like, just turn it on when I need to. Throw, throw, uh, <laughs> exactly. Throw me in the deep end and I figure it out. It's this. So then eventually I went back to college and during that last year I joined a band. I was in yeah. plenty of bands over the course of that year and one of them just took off when we ended up getting signed um, to Universal in the wow. UK and yeah after I, I managed to finish college even though I wasn't in college yeah I specialized in performance so they let me come to college one day a week and it was still kind of counted cool. as performance and I yeah so I before I'd finished college I think we had our production deal and then shortly afterwards we had a record deal and we went touring with various people and that was my job for who did you tour with no it was nothing sexy were you pop or were no. you like Irish we were kind of Irish crossover, so it wasn't trad. We weren't singing Sean Noth or anything like that. It was, um, I suppose it was kind of folky pop music, but not in a kind really? of like bewitched way. I think people kind of take it up wrong. It was like a kind of contemporary young Clanners and Nuna vibe, if you get me. Amazing. And we were signed to the Universal Classics and Jazz Wing. Um, so we toured with um, the likes of Catherine Jenkins and Alec Jones and G4, that operatic boy band. Oh my God. Next actor. Well, they came second to next actor. The very first one. So it's that kind of vibe. That's cool. Which means I got to walk away unscathed as well. Like, I'm not, you know, that girl from that band. Yeah. Which I would have been if it was a pop band. True. So it was fine. So yeah, I had to reinvent like, myself. You'd have, it would have followed you around. Like yeah. Some people, imagine, like, tabloid stuff and everything. No. Like, six and all then. Like, exactly. everyone knows who, you know. Completely. And if Nadine Coyle had never gone on to Girls Aloud, she would always be that girl. Oh, my God, I know. With the fake passport. And she still is, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> Bless her, yeah, thank God it all kind of worked out in the end for her. Um, and how long were you in the band? I mean, I guess I was in bands and, and that band. The whole thing, maybe three or four years, that was my job, you know. Um, yes, but really, I was only kind of full-time in Trinity, had a record deal, was doing the whole thing for about yeah. two years. Okay. Um, that was kind of enough, though. When you're in a car, eight hours a day, talking to the touring, yeah. like, it's... I absolutely loved every moment of it, yeah. and I have some like incredible memories I feel so privileged to have got to do that yeah um, and it also kind of took the kind of curiosity about that whole industry away from yeah. me like I don't ever feel like you know oh my god would it be amazing to be a pop star or to do this or to be famous I'm like no yeah. no thanks I, I got the good bits That's and I, feel I leave about, the rest of it behind acting that I did nothing for th- not nothing like as in I didn't sit at a desk I didn't do kind mm-hmm. of things that were productive I basically just messed for three years yeah. and then at the end of it I was like I can't do this for my whole life. Like yeah. I need to kind of do something structured and use my brain a bit more. Yeah. So. Are you and you're like me as well? You want to do everything. Yeah. You're like, um, well, I'm going, going to do, do everything. Yeah, see, exactly. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, at that point I and, um, and it just sort of wound up then. It, was it kind did. Of, so we got dropped like a hot snot by the record company. Um, it was around the time that um, Celtic Woman, those bitches, because oh. they were huge and they started to sell out arenas in, in the states and stuff and I suppose that's the market that they were they yeah. were gearing us up for um, but the whole boom fell out of the uh, crossover market people like um, Jamie Cullum and those kind of like crossover yes. jazz artists that was kind of falling by the wayside people were getting dropped right, left right and centre really? and the crossover wing of it wasn't e- kind of about voices it was more 
when was that? Like it was kind of like the Lady Gaga craziness that started that, where you had to be oh God, kind of sexualized and that kind of you know. Yeah. Gimpy outfits. So we never even got into that. We were we were walking around our bare feet with yeah. long dresses on. Oh, oh. <laughs> like fairies Earth, we were. <laughs> Earthy. Exactly. Yeah. So at that stage, anyway, I had um, I moved home and I was happy enough to be at home. My nephew was very young, and I missed him when I was away. Mm. Um, and I started this um, Bebo page with a young woman called Blonde Tennessee, who Bebo. everyone will know from yeah. Folkster KK and Gal. everything else that she's done she's, in her life. She's one of the most accomplished class, people I yeah. know. Um, and it just kind of skyrocketed and we were getting sent care packages from the and how did Bebo you know her? And how did you know her? Oh, we worked in a sports shop when we were kids together oh, in Champion Sports, yeah. And she had moved off. She went, she moved to Greece. She's from Kilkenny, though. Yeah, she's from up the road, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she lived in, I think she lived in Edinburgh. Like, she had moved away, and she, when she came back, we became friendly, and I I, I came back, and we, we got in yeah. touch, and we were online, and then we were, like, meeting up, and I was, I spent so much time in Kilkenny over those few years, because really? we were working together. Yeah, I practically lived in, in Kilkenny. Have the crack? Of course, yeah, Mr. Connor is, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mr. Langton. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so we started doing this Bebo thing and it really took off. And like I said, the lads in San Fran in the Bebo head offices were telling us that our traffic was like off the charts and stuff. So we were like, okay, obviously this has to be a blog. So we made a blog and we started writing newspaper columns as the style bitches. And eventually through that, um, I got a gig in TV3 doing Fashion on Ireland AM, which is yeah. absolutely hilarious because I couldn't even dress myself. <laughs> but I just had this interview with Victoria, yeah. who was the exact producer at the time, and she was like, do you want to do this? And I was like, sure. I cool. walked out say yes. like, I never I say like, no to anything. No. It's like, say yes to everything. Figure it out after. I was laughing to Blonde on the phone, being like, yes, I'm going to be a stylist on Ireland AM. It's me, Angela Scanlon, Andrea oh Roach, Celia Homan Lee. She was like, what? Uh, so yeah, so we... we Planet, oh my god, I couldn't have done it yeah. better. She completely worked with me for that whole first year and we just figured it out. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. And then that kind of skyrocketed, I guess, yeah. from there. Um, I say skyrocketed, like I had this huge When career, was this? Like 2000 and... Um, I suppose it was, it's, it's 10 years ago now. Yeah, because it's mad. pre-Facebook, which yeah. was 2007, I think. Yeah. Oh my god, I I can't remember I looked that up the is. other day. I was like, <laughs> I want to figure out when these all were. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's when I started doing the whole sort of like fashion writing thing. Became a fashion editor of a magazine. And what did you want to be though when you were little? Did I kind you didn't of had this vague notion of being the magazine editor, okay. but I didn't really know what that meant. Yeah. Um, and it definitely didn't mean what I, what I now know it to yeah. mean. And it means different things every day now. Yeah. Every job I've had in the magazine has been very different. So, um. Yeah, I think if anyone wants to work in the media, I would say to them, you know, yeah, sure, you can have your niche and you can know what you're really yeah. good at, but you have to be a bit of an all-rounder these days. And yeah. yeah. You know, you just don't know what it's like. Yeah, you would be like, like Sam Barry. I think she's so amazing. She's incredible. She's yeah. just like, I used to put my hand up for everything. Yeah. Like, you have to, yeah. yeah. And I've slogged, you know, I mean, internships, love them or loathe them, they're, mm. a, they're a gateway into these yeah. jobs now. They didn't exist 15, 20 years ago mm. when I was trying to get into the industry. It doesn't mean I didn't do free work though. Yeah. I was taking on shoots and doing them for my book and writing things on spec. And obviously I was writing like every day on the mm. internet, not getting paid anything for it. Um, Blonde and I didn't make money off advertising on our site, but we were brand ambassadors for brands like Bonner's mm-hmm. Light and Diet Coke and stuff. So we kind of joke now that we were like early influencers before yeah. that was a thing. We didn't even know what it was. You know? Well, I think the word influencer isn't even like, 
like it, people have influence like mm. Brad Pitt Oprah Winfrey but they're not called influencers yeah, so yeah. it's like people that people know about that mm-hmm. talk about things that are cool that exactly, you want yeah. I suppose the the, the fact that people label themselves and sometimes I'm like but that doesn't but what are you yeah. really <laughs> like, I know it's a bit cringe but I mean I guess I'm we're all influential in you're being paid to yeah. promote a brand yeah. which we were yeah. um, but we were just winging it and now it's kind of a bit more of a structured it's industry and it's, 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 it's something that people try to be the wild west yeah I know um, yeah and then from then, I, I, I suppose I really wanted to get a staff job. So I was doing yeah. bits of everything, but it was really, I wanted to get a staff job. So I applied for a position in a publishing company in Belfast, which I did for 10 months. Mm. And I hated it. Like, I hated the it. The job or Belfast? Oh, you know, I did, of course, Belfast is great. But I just, I, I well, my friends would say I didn't give it a chance. Yeah. Because I still had my apartment in, in Dublin. And I used to come down every weekend. Mm. I never really, you know, set roots there. Mm. Um. And the job, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was paid to be there every week, every day, and it gave me good opportunities, so I'd, I hate to sound really ungrateful for any place, mm. but sometimes jo- jobs are just negative experiences yeah. for people, and it, and it really was for me, but um, I've, I've paid but you my dues, I've done so my time. Much, and I think you learn what you don't want to do. Yeah. And absolutely. the thing, it's funny, listen to you, because I always say, and what my parents always talk to me, is like, if you do what makes you happy, even though you might know what you're doing, mm-hmm. if you do what you enjoy, which is what you did, you were like, right, I think this looks good and this looks good. Yeah. And you end up where you're supposed to be. Because if the goal is happiness, mm-hmm. it doesn't actually matter what you're doing, you'll get where you want to be. Totally. Like, and I mean, I think there's, you know, the, there's kind of a, a sense now amongst a certain set, I think, where everyone is supposed to be so happy and mm. achieving everything and just, you know, smashing it and everything is brilliant yeah. sometimes you just have to put the head down if you yeah. have a goal you know like the hustle is is an actual but thing and sometimes work. it doesn't look yeah. like it does on instagram sometimes it's just hating your life for six months because you know you have to do this to move yeah. on to something else you know True. or it's working a job in a pub because you're not getting paid enough for your freelance career mm. i've done all of that you know and people do i know i know of people who work in pubs and they are influencing or whatever blogging yeah. but they're actually working but they just don't say that yeah oh okay, plenty like, people yeah Oh, like this. What is her name? One of them. She works in her father's furniture shop. Fair play to her, and she's also a really big blogger. Um, there was what you, Jessica Bannon. She was working in that bar in, yes. in town, but she was also doing really well on Instagram. Yeah, and I, I think that's brilliant yeah. because, I mean, well, the bills have to get paid. Exactly, you yeah. cannot pay your rent with lipstick, as they always say. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I was lucky enough, obviously, to move on at that stage to my job in confetti. Mm-hmm. I'm there nearly seven years now, which is wow. ridiculous. Um, but I still absolutely love it. So it was worth That's the whole cool. Belfast experience. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you know, everyone has that job where they're like, the job that, that actually my worst experience was the best thing that ever happened. Really? Yeah. Tell me, what was it? See, I was very, I had a manager in the UK. Okay. And, I don't know. I'm not suing anyone, so it's fine. <laughs> um, I just, he just wasn't really, I shouldn't say he, the person <laughs> wasn't very good at what they were doing okay. and they were trying to pass the book on the oh, rest right. of us, okay. on the other people on the team and I was naive and I thought like I'm, I was just, I am very naive and see the best in people mm-hmm. so I just thought like well you know we're all on the same team, everything's great and he's my manager so he's looking out for me and he wasn't looking out for me, okay. he was looking out for himself and oh it just got messy but and it was horrible and it was very like upsetting and I mm. was just but you learned your lesson obviously. but I learned like I learned that that happens and yeah. you have to kind of stand up for yourself and you have to stop when things are, are not right you can't assume someone like I was just like oh like this is 
this is wrong and he's yeah. obviously got my best interests at heart obviously like he's looking out for me yeah. yeah and yeah I just and I, and I think it was I also worked I worked my ass off for the place and I used to be there late at night mm-hmm. early mornings it was a like I really enjoyed it and I learned an awful lot yeah but like then I let, and I was a valuable member of the team but then I was gone and someone else steps in and that's it I know you're a number and I see people and they kill them. They're like, oh, I can't take the day off or I mm-hmm. can't do this or, you know, and they're killing themselves. Someone once said to me, there are graveyards full of people who thought they were yeah. going to work. Yeah. Like, it, that's so true. Or like, or like people, you know, and the kids and they get home late and they don't see their yeah, kids at night. Yeah. And I'm like, they don't care if you're there or not. Like mm. really, you know, it's work is work. You yeah. have to put yourself first and your life and, and not what care you as value. Much. Yeah. But like care in the, in the kind of, just the personal have sense. your own back yeah essentially yeah. and don't be like I was just silly and like mm-hmm. oh yeah living is fine yeah and went through whole like grievance process and all of that and in the end I don't really want to go into it too much it'd just be I don't know and then I killed him when yeah. I was dead. and then <laughs> yeah but you know what he went on to do you know it all came out in the end and people are like oh my god you know it does yeah exactly and, but everyone loved him you see because he was a sociopath by the sense of it no, he just was like, <laughs> when you weren't working closely with him, he was great crack. Okay. Do you know what I was saying? It was like, oh, he's great crack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway. we've all had that I know. horrible that, work yeah. period of time. It's just bad things teach you the biggest lessons. Like, I've made such massive mistakes with mm. my shining armour. And I'm like, oh, so I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Won't do it again. Might have lost a couple of grand, but next time I won't lose, like, tens of thousands of euros. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, that's kind of what I put it down to. Anyway, yeah. so you're at Confetti and that's, but also, hold on now, back to my slashy, so oh editor, tech entrepreneur, activist, author, well, edit, like the whole shebang. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose this, this year I've kind of tried to give myself a bit of a break because I, I, you can't do everything, yeah. I suppose I've learned that, even though I might, might want to. Um, and I didn't have like a massive nervous breakdown or anything, yeah. you know, not to make light of those, but I, I didn't, it didn't get to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And like, you know, in a blaze of glory, yeah. you decide something. I think I just was like, actually, I don't need to do this. And I also don't need to decide anything now. So I put heaven in the side yeah. for the time being and I can go back to it at any stage. That's the beauty of it being a hundred percent mine. I don't have to keep anyone else no. happy. Um, it's not going to vanish. And um and I'm enjoying it and I've kind of determined to just do a few things just mm. for the fun of it this year and not because it'll bring me towards another yeah. goal or you know because I feel like I'm, I'm doing that I, all my life I read this thing recently and it was like why do women women now you have to be like winning you everything. have to be yeah. amazing at everything and you don't you can't just kind of do something you have to be like oh my god yeah. I'm doing an amazing job at this and like look it's like x times whatever every year and all this all this growth and craziness and it's like you don't have to do that like you can actually just do stuff that you enjoy and they can be mediocre i know <laughs> it's i okay. need to learn that it was as well like stylist or something it was and it was like in stylist magazine and it was like it's okay to be mediocre you don't yeah. have to like be extremely amazing and everything i think like that's 2019 probably... is the year of the mediocre i'm gonna be mediocre this I'm, year I'm, yeah sign me up like yeah and i'm the worst for that like i feel like I have something to prove every time I do mm. everything. Maybe because I didn't, you know, I don't know, I didn't come from a very wealthy family or any sort of position of, you know, knowing Kevin somebody Lego. in the media industry yeah. or anything like that. And I mean, everyone has a bit of imposter syndrome yeah. in them, you know, completely. Everyone has it. Everyone. Absolutely yeah. everyone has it. 
And I think, but I think it's led me to have a bit of a chip on my shoulder and be like, mm. I'm going to be the best at this. Yeah. You know, and, but like you don't enjoy it then if you're like, I think it's the opportunity out. of our age. Like, you know, we, I remember the eighties when there was nothing and yeah. like, you know, my mom had had to give up her job when she got married. Like that's, mm. that's, you know, you know, we're that the next generation of we have all these opportunities yeah. so you feel like everything is a big opportunity and you should grab with both hands that's exactly what it is you've nailed it there yeah like it's all there for the taking so why yeah, am why, i just sitting here why am tea? i yeah maybe i just want a cup of tea yeah like it's okay you or don't like, have to take it all just because it's yeah. there yeah completely even down to like people i don't really watch netflix that much and i and then i'm like i watch a little bit and i watch like two episodes of something and i'm like oh <gasps> I should be I'm like, but then I'm like, how do people watch a whole series in a weekend? I'm oh, like, I'm I thought everyone. That. <laughs> I'm like, I thought everyone else was like doing all these amazing things with their lives, you know, yeah, like it looks true. like online, and then it's like, but they're watching like a whole season in a weekend, mm. and I'm like, yay! How? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're sitting around too. Like, yeah, I know. But yeah. like, Instagram is is the worst for that. You know, everyone is. I mean, I'm absolutely the worst for it. You know putting up stuff that you achieve it's your highly yeah. highlight roll you know so but i don't put up watch the whole series of netflix this week i, <laughs> I should start yeah i don't know it's mad i feel like there's a change coming though yeah. we're definitely in a transitional phase mm-hmm. with like wellness and all of that and the less is more mm-hmm. and sustainability as well yeah. you know hopefully people are kind of getting criticized now for, for wearing a different outfit all the time whereas beforehand yeah. they felt the pressure that they had to yeah um so yeah and there it's it's an interesting one i think everything though is develops grows and we're all kind of over that mm. too muchness what, it's but be then we still thing. want to consume this I is know. the thing it's like <laughs> we all still want to consume lots of mm-hmm. media so where does it all go I, I'm struggling with that a little bit at the moment, actually, um, with the whole sort of real life versus online life mm. thing. You know, and I kind of feel like if I just switched off my phone tomorrow and never turned it back on again, so much of this stuff that's in my mind mm. that I feel like is part of my life and part of my consciousness is not actually real. It's just something I'm looking at in a little machine. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, you're so not aware of that. But, you know, there's... there's I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know who you were, for example. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting here now with you if it wasn't for my phone. But, I don't know, it's like... I'm just trying not to care about that stuff I know. as much anymore because I did. I think Snapchat though was kind of like the pinnacle of it in that when you think like nobody's on, I feel like Insta stories and Snapchat are very different things. Mm-hmm. Like Snapchat was real warts and all. And when Snapchat kind of, we all That was my time, it. wasn't it? But I quite enjoyed it. Like I used yeah. to enjoy that you would see everyone's whole day. It was mm-hmm. like Big Brother, like yeah. on your phone. And it was great. And I think that's why people love watching people. And that's why, you know, there are these humongous, I think it's because like, if you look at my shining armor's Instagram, mm-hmm. has it just sits around the same numbers and yeah. pe- you know and people might think oh my god or you know but like I don't I don't care I'm like twenty six thousand people, like going yes I want to follow my shining armor I think it's a really big chunk yeah and it's a brand like not a lot of people follow brands mm-hmm. so I think that's like I think that's a really great thing where's my point oh yeah my point. <laughs> No, I've lost my point. It is hard to grow unless you're willing to give every bit of yourself to it. That's what I mean. And I think the big, the people, that's what I was saying. It's like you share and share and share. Mm. 
and I found that like on Snapchat I was more open to having the chit chats but people don't really want to see me on my shining armor they want to see product it's a kind okay, of like yeah. trying to figure it out but then they do want to see me and they don't want to see product so it's mm. like you can't please everyone I know but it's a funny one in that I'm getting like I've lost my point I have a point it'll come back to me <laughs> But I think like the more you're willing to share, and I mean not even just in terms of time, as in like the amount yeah. of time you're on there, which is also very important. Yeah. But the the more you're willing to just oh, show your weaknesses and show everything, you know. That's sorry. That's the more they want to know. Yeah. It was that I don't, and I don't show my family. I don't. I'm very. I kind of. I used to show like the house here. The amount. See the color of this wall. Yeah. The most asked question ever. Oh again yeah. In my life. Do you ever time I go to my brother's house? Three or four people ask me what colour his living room wall is. Yeah, but it kind of freaked me out. And then I had someone come in here one day, someone I know, and they walked in there like, oh my God, it look, actually looks different. And I was like, I just, it freaked me out. And mm-hmm. I'm very, I think you have to be open to go, bang, here's everything. Yeah. Warts and all. And mm-hmm. I think that's the difference between Snapchat and that everyone was very much like that. And then they took a step back. Yeah. And we're all in a step backed world now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I think as well, nobody like, could have anticipated how big Snapchat was going to go at that time for a few people. And I don't, I, I think if I went on that first day, knowing that like 12,000 people yeah. would watch each snap or whatever, that I wouldn't have been so open. Yeah. And then next thing it just happened and I was already all out there. So did you love it? I did, yeah. But like I did, I definitely left Snapchat before it died because I, I was over it. I was back on Instagram at that stage. But um. It's a different, time. yeah. Like it's a, it's a definitely a defining. Is it define? It's like a lot of people would know you from Snapchat. Yeah, absolutely. And, the chats. Yeah. and, it and was I think even very good watch, for launching my business. Of absolutely. And I watch you now, and I'd love to see more. I know because you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't chat as much as you used to. I'm used to like I'm just chatting, talking crap, but it was like, oh great, it was kind of like. <laughs> I know, and we're a both in bed here having the chat. <laughs> I think you know because like I like when you. When you don't live alone as well, mm. it's harder as well. Like, you know, I did there for a while. So you're kind of like, there's people in your house. Sometimes it's as basic as that. Yeah. And like, I've had a very challenging year personally as well. Mm. And sometimes you just don't have it in you, yeah. you know? And I mean, if I had it in me to have that open or that challenging year in public on, oh, on Instagram, right, I'd probably have 100,000 followers by yeah. now, but I just didn't. And that's the thing. It's a, it's a, not, you're not selling your soul, but you're giving something. Yeah, and if it's worth it for you, for me, I just don't. I'm such a Libran, like you're Lib- you're September. No, I'm Virgo. Oh, but you're September as well, yeah. right? Yeah, our birthdays are really. What 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 are you? I'm twenty seventh. Oh, I'm six. I'm third, so um, I'm down the other end. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do I dead other end? Apparently, I'm not a real Virgo though. Cause I'm really such like a Libran. Like, like I'm some days I'm like I don't care, and other days I'm like I don't want people to see what I'm doing. Yeah. But I think a security thing as well. Like I have this thing about. Like people, people, know, people know I'm back in Kilkenny now, okay, which is yeah. fine because in the like, but like maybe when I'm not here. Oh know. yes, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. There's yeah. always someone in my house. Yeah. Oh, like, I never show the front of my house or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be oh, careful with that no. stuff for sure. I think what it comes down to for me is what absolutely feels good because, yeah. you know, people always say to me, "How will I?" Like people ask me, "How will I get more followers on Instagram and stuff?" And I'm like honestly you you don't talk on your stories or you might put up the odd picture yeah. but people want to actually get to know you and stuff and they're like oh i couldn't do that and i'm like well you know what don't yeah don't do it like there is you're selling some you're giving away yeah. like something to and get. that will come yeah. completely naturally to some people like me mm. i will talk absolute crap for the longest time on there and i don't really care what anyone yeah. thinks 
But if someone's like, right, I hate doing this, but I'm just gonna have to just go onto Instagram stories now because I want people to. Yeah. That that's yeah. you're not gonna enjoy that's it. That's what you're I say. Cause it. I like don't like Twitter. And I've always said yeah. it. Like I don't like. I would. I could get a lot out of it, but mm. I just can't. I just. It just doesn't come oh, natural to me. On Twitter, like everyone's just giving out about everyone it's and giving crazy. out to each other. Yeah, like, it's where people go to complain yeah. or like customer service, and it's like grand. That's its role. Or I love watching though. I do like sometimes the ha- the late late show hashtag. Oh yeah, yeah. stay over. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, don't be saying that about you know. I like, know it's so funny. Like gas, but um, I think that's I've been asked as well. Like, how do I and how and I'm you know like just. I don't know. It has to come naturally to you, yeah, for sure. And exactly. I also think, like, Instagram's not going to be around forever. So if you are now trying to build, you have to be aware that, like, What's why, why are you building it? Like, yeah, what is the point? Yeah. Because if you go to the next step, what's, like, yeah, whatever what are else you comes for? along? Yeah. I think that's where, I suppose that's why I probably kind of pull back a little bit, because this year maybe it doesn't feel as mm. easy and as natural for me, so I yeah. just haven't. So it's been kind of a natural kind of curve of it, like, yeah, Maybe I will soon again when I have something to talk yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nothing to talk about right now. Really, I get a new cash or something. People love that. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Like mm. babies, weddings. Yeah, it's that. Sorry, guys. It's no like, news here. Have a baby and share it all, and Laugh. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what, what I'll do then. Get a house and decorate, and decorate it. Whatever, and stuff yeah, like and that. I mean, I, I love that. Yeah. So yeah. I love, oh, I love watching it. it. Like yeah, yeah. like and and like yeah. Just do some sort of like life change and document the hell out of yeah. it. Yeah. Like anything. Or like Mrs. Hinch loved her cleaning. Oh Look at her now. With those. I just find it like that's a phenomenon. Like she, she was just does. like messing around, cleaning her kitchen and bang, two million followers. Yeah. And like the, that Irish girl, Ellen as well. She's huge now as well. She's like the Irish cleaner. Mrs. Hinch. Oh, no. Yeah. She's mad into the cleaning. What's her username? Oh god. Um we'll have to look it up later. Yeah. But yeah. People are obsessed with it. Yeah, it's gas. And it's all like, but then if at the same time you look at like she's in hospital, is she? Mrs. Hinge, yeah, uh, she like, well, she was in, she had like a clot if oh. Christmas or something, like very dangerous, very serious. Wow. And now she's gone back in, I think she could be out or something. But like, look, I'm sure it's not as, you know, people are looking at her thinking, wow, she just started cleaning and got two million followers. Like, I'm sure there's a lot more going on. And she says herself, like, there's more to that yeah you know, and I mean it's totally, her as well yeah. you know it's she's obviously got an amazing personality she's, she's doing stunning she's yeah. gas like yeah so it's just yes. she just has a niche maybe people don't even like cleaning when they watch her anyway I just feel guilty yeah. for not cleaning my house when I watch her she's <laughs> kind of made me like cleaning a little bit more really but I don't really watch her that much yeah she's the tips like I use the scrubbery thing now so I'll clean the bathrooms with the scrubber so I don't have to touch like well I use rubber gloves but I don't have to be like wow the scrub you know like those what are they called dishmatics like for the one there. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, yeah. She uses that to clean everything. Do you know what she really like, makes cleaning really easy is when you get a cleaner. So that's yeah. what I did. <laughs> I just can't. I get cleaners and then I'm like too all over the shop. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like crap. Anyway, so let me ask you my question. So, okay. I think personally, oh, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, that you seem very self aware. You know who you are, you know what you're doing. I know we all like 50% of us or 40% of us is like, oh, I don't know what's going on. But you do seem very like, I know who I am. This is what I believe in. You know, you'll talk about things and you'll go, this is, yeah, you articulate like, well. Thank you. And is that something you've learned or is that something like experience has taught you? Or did you come out the womb going, I'm Laura Cunningham. I know. <laughs> Listen to me, bitches. Um, I think I probably get a lot of it from my mum, my late mother. Mm. She was very, very straight talking. Um, 
and no nonsense and that was that proved quite difficult in a lot of ways growing up not gonna lie to you but um it's i have this very strong sense of right and wrong and it can make me overly critical of people and i know it probably drive my friends mad and relationships and stuff mad but um it it definitely transfers to like social issues and stuff if something if i think it's not wrong if i I think it's not right i can't ignore it Mm. uh i'm no like you know, I'm not. I am. I'm not changing the world here. I'm just doing my bit, like everyone yeah. else. So I don't want to like overblow this. But you but do like, your bit. Whereas I find yeah. I sometimes don't. Well, I, I find that with my shining armor, it's not the place. Like I, you know, talked about repeal, whatever. But not whatever. Talked about repeal, <laughs> repealed. Go off. Go on. But I also felt like um, it's not the place to get into because it's like an. I it's an international business like yeah. if I'm talking about something Irish focused it doesn't make sense to someone watching totally, yeah. Hong Kong like but so I don't really get into things like that too much I but I also have my personal like, channel so you know so I never had to do it yes yeah, yeah there you go. for example yeah. Or whatever. yeah but I find it hard to like articulate I don't want to get into something and then not be able to back up what I'm saying absolutely and even though I feel very strongly about that things. I don't know enough about that yeah. I wouldn't talk about um and I've, I've had friends come to me during the referendum time and, you know, I've kind of had to, like, tentatively ask them, like, what side of the thing yeah. they were on because they haven't said anything about yeah. it. And they, they're like, of course I feel, like, you know, yeah. this way. But I just, I don't want to start shouting about it because I don't feel armed enough with the information yeah. if somebody argues with me. And I understand that. Yeah. I do think it's everyone's responsibility to inform yourself. But that doesn't mean that you're necessarily confident in having an argument with somebody like I, I yes. easily online yeah. or debating it or knocking on someone's door and asking them to, you know, vote yes. Yeah. Like that's, I, I, I'm not afraid to do that, but yeah. I was terrified the first time I did it. Canvassing was one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. I love when they come to the door. It's like, yes, yeah, going. No. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Like, and that oh, keeps you going when you're yeah. down around and someone is just really supportive, but like it, uh, it's not all yeses, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah. tough. Yeah. yeah. Right, but I guess at some point along the line, um, I don't. Your self awareness. Yeah, I don't know. Am I self aware? I'm probably yeah. very self critical. But you know, but you, but that's probably part of it because I think you know we've all met people and they're just you're like that la 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 don't you know they yeah. don't realize that actually what the way they behave and what they're saying doesn't reflect what they pay who yeah. they think they are that's mm-hmm. what you know but you seem very so I just, think sometimes I'd love to be like that I think it would yeah. be much easier to just kind of uh, yeah. live on cuckoo land or whatever. Yeah. I can't pretend to be happy when I'm not I can't laugh at something when I don't think totally. it's funny if I meet someone and they're a horrible sexist pig they're gonna hear yeah. it do you know sometimes yeah. I think it'd be lovely just to be like oh yeah okay whatever what I just do you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just can't. But, so it's genetically you came out that way I don't know maybe yeah but like I'm, I'm and have very... you always been confident? Like you're very confident. You've always been confident. Yeah, like I mean, I suppose yeah. Like myself and my brother are very social people. Yeah. Like we're very um, we'll we'll like especially in like in a situation where there's a group of people and somebody is quiet, we'll drag them yes. out. I think I don't feel comfortable until I feel know everyone is comfortable. Yes, I mean exactly like that. Do you know what I mean? Like empathy. Yeah, I guess it I is an empathy. Great. God, yeah. I'm great, aren't I? I'm sitting yeah, you my are. Own. You're amazing. <laughs> You're a hero. So what are you afraid of it? What's your fear? Because um, you seem like you're like, do you know what I'm going to do today now on my slashy, slashy, slashy? I'm like, what's next for Laura Cunningham? You could be... I'm, I'm afraid of like really basic things, to be honest. I'm afraid of being of getting sick or dying, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I really am because obviously my mum mm. died a few years ago and um, I'm afraid I'll never have kids. 
I'm afraid of the real life stuff. Yeah. I'm not really afraid Things of anything matter, real like, life. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I'm not saying I've reached my peak now. I've done everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, in a sense, like this year, I'm uh, Irish Magazine's Editor of the Year. You know? I'm my I magazine. just did it like, yay face. I know. <laughs> I won, we won Magazine of the Year for the second year in a row. Like, to a certain extent, I'm like, okay, I did you know, I don't have to put too much pressure on myself anymore. Don't yeah. get me wrong, you know, this industry is really bloody yes. hard and I put huge pressure on myself every day. Yeah. But I mean in, in the sense of like life goals and everything, I think I'm kind of happy to just put the head down and not have to be this like just public girl boss crap yeah. anymore. Yeah. That bloody expression. I hate you know that I mean? word, yeah. So yeah, I think now I'm just like afraid of letting actual life go by. It's well because I was too busy yes. and not crap. Do you know? Yeah. It's kind of like how we're all moving into this like chill mm. well it's okay to just but it's not even it's kind of what you're doing now is reconnecting with yourself Trying, and your yeah. people and making sure that the people you care about are good and you're good mm-hmm. and spending time with them and I think as well it's kind of like anything we take in too much about like we were all phone 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 phone, yeah, phone totally. you know addicted obsessed and now it's like okay I've done loads of that and I'm just going to put this thing down and chill out a bit more and yeah. have real experiences totally yeah and just not feel guilty for if I never do anything work wise yeah that's you've done a lot. amazing ever again yeah. you know then that's okay um and yeah, I think I'm just, I think my most thing is, that I'm afraid of now is that I've done too much of that and haven't concentrated enough on having yeah, a, my own life. Yeah. yeah that's oh, my biggest fear. Totally but look, and I'm not 70, so yeah. hopefully I can bring that's, it back around. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm kind of in the same place. I mm. feel like, but I feel like, like my shining armor was, it's been deadly. Like I've really, but I suppose I had no problem working a Saturday and a Sunday, yeah. working into the night because it meant I didn't have to kind of realise what was really going on in a way. Part of me, like another part of me was like, God, if I'd never have done this, I'd be raging, you know. Totally, yeah. But um, I think it's, yeah, you can be hiding from reality sometimes by and keeping busy. And you can kind busy. of mistake satisfaction like with yeah. actual happiness as well, you know, where yeah. you're like, oh, phew, I've done it again. I've, like I'm still afloat yeah <laughs> I'm uh, you know people are telling me I'm great that's yes. the other thing as well people constantly around you being like god you're so you're doing so well you're so successful yeah. and you're like oh this is great it's such a drug yeah whereas maybe yeah like you say maybe it's okay to, sometimes just to kind of like we're humans we were here to procreate and then we die like yeah it's really depressing <laughs> and a little mini me would be deadly <laughs> Oh, they'd be yeah. so class. Little Nikki Lauren yeah. running around. Oh my god. We're like, planning a family together. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this podcast is about. We're having a nice There you go. <laughs> and what would you so what's the biggest lesson? Like the biggest is that it really, I suppose. That's probably the biggest one of the biggest things I feel like I've learned in the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the same time, I wouldn't change anything, really. No. You know. So it's not like I'm saying I've learned that I should have done this. But mm. I think I've just learned, hopefully in time, yeah. that, uh, that that's not the be-all and end-all. But it's know? no regrets as well. I feel like everything I've done, like I don't regret yeah. anything. No. And it's opened loads of other yeah. doors, obviously, even whether we don't know it or not. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, our, it's a path. Absolutely. It's cool. Yeah. Where are we at? Oh, great time. Um, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? Would she believe you if you told her what you 
what you've achieved. Not in the slightest. My 16-year-old self would be like, oh my god, yes. Yeah. I might have done some more study for my leaving search for sure. Yeah. I probably would have had a focus and a purpose. Yeah. I was like, I got the crack. I know. <laughs> but like, I think I was, my, any lack of focus I've had only came from a lack of actual belief that it would happen. Mm. You know, now when I meet people, when I, I, I do stuff in colleges every year, like I judge DIT, um, journalism students, final mm. projects and stuff. And I obviously have a lot of interns that come through yeah. confetti and stuff. And like, the one thing I would always say to anyone who asks me for any advice career wise is that like, if I can do it, or not not me, if, if yeah. some Egypt next year can do this thing, you can do it. Mm. It's the whole concept of everything being possible. I didn't really believe it. I think I was just like, listen, if I throw enough mud, maybe something will stick. I'll give it a go. And she's like, I've nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, I don't have to move away to go to college. I'll just, it'll be a bit of crack anyway, even if yeah. nothing comes out of it. But I think if you have absolute dogged determination that like that's where you're going, every single decision you make every day, is going to affect yeah. that and you're going to get there sooner and you're going to get there in a bigger way so um i think yeah it would be lovely to be able to go back to my 16 year old self and just be like no you're going to nail it like yeah so stop veering off and yeah. doing something else just in case that doesn't work out or just absolutely like focus yeah yeah i had no idea just what it was at like, was like i mean i still don't don't know yeah. about you oh gosh yeah <laughs> Like, who knows? I know. I read a piece can... in The Guardian like a couple of years ago about like um things you only learn when you're forty. And um one of them was like that there, there actually are no such thing as adults that everyone yeah. gets better at pretending. Yeah. And that's so true. Like yeah. I mean, do you know I'm like staring down the nose of forty now and I'm like, I am the exact same person as I was when I was twenty. Maybe slightly less of a dope, or maybe I'm just better at pretending I'm not a dope. I don't know. Do you know? Yeah. Totally. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, finally, who inspires you? Um, loads of people, mm. but I think um, in my own life, like say my granny, who she died a few years ago, but she had absolutely the mentalist life. Like I wish we got her to write a book before she passed away. She was brought up by nuns in in one of the Magdalen homes in God. Dublin, and she had uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma like three times, I think, yeah. Parkinson's. Um, she. There was lots of crazy stuff with her family over the years. She lost her um, husband. Uh, my mom died before she died, you know, so she lost a daughter, yeah. she everything. But she just kept going. Yeah. Like, there was just nothing that would stop her, you know. She was still screaming at the rugby matches and, like, she had 13 children. Oh, my god! you know? Um, and I just think, whenever anything... I suppose that's kind of why I'm a bit, like, no nonsense about stuff is that, like, if something crap happens to me yeah. or I have some stuff going on, I'm like, I don't know what stress is. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm I'm not... I didn't grow up in a privileged sense in the mm. kind of... The, you know, the the way you would the think of the world. The today. Exactly. But I'm massively privileged yeah. in a sort of... Oh, my God. Bigger yeah. scale. You know, I am. Like, I'm a straight, white, cisgendered, educated woman. Like, yeah. I have it all. I there is absolutely in the Western world in a neutral country. This is it. I mean, being female is probably only the slightest bit of like not privilege I have, but even that we're getting there with. So, um, yeah, I think she just um, and indeed my mom. It can always be worse. They just affect me in a sort of like yeah, just get on with it. Yeah, you be grand, and I am, and I will be. (laughs) That's nice to end on. Thank you so much for chatting. Thanks for having me. Podcast. It's been deadly to have you. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, please subscribe. You can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to please rate and review us. It will be massively appreciated. 
um podcasts podcasts are such word of mouth um things and you know it's kind of spread the love share the wealth tell your friends um and share us on social media you can tag us on instagram at the hero podcast or on twitter at the hero podcast underscore um i'd massively appreciate it if you have any questions feedback suggestions or just want to say hey absolutely do i've left my contact details um if you want to speak to me directly on uh, the show notes so thanks so much have a freaking awesome day bye